Welcome to the Places Where We Go podcast. Hello, I'm Julie. And I'm Art. Join us as we share our travel stories. We'll tell you about where we've been, what we saw, and what we did. We're always looking for a bit of an adventure. Sometimes we travel far. Sometimes we explore the places close to our home. Wherever we go, we'll let you know about the highlights and top tips to help you plan your future adventures. This is the Places Where We Go podcast. Welcome to the Places Where We Go. In today's episode, we're going to explore how to prepare for a big international trip. And this is something that we've done over the past few months, and this episode is going to be a bit of a setup for some upcoming episodes that we have planned where we're going to be taking you to destinations all over Europe, Mm -hmm. but that's a little bit in the future. But today we're going to talk about the getting ready phase. So preparing to travel overseas is an exciting, but it can be a daunting task from deciding where to stay to understanding which currency to use. There's a lot of work that goes into planning for the perfect trip abroad. With many trips under our belts outside our home country of the United States, we've compiled many top travel tips on traveling outside the home country. And today, we're going to cover a variety of tried and true tips to help you ensure that you have everything taken care of before you jet off on your journey. And before we begin, if you want to receive our weekly travel tips and news, Visit the link in the show notes to subscribe. It's 100% free and we bring weekly information to inspire your wanderlust, plus travel tips to save time, money, and stress. And we have a quick favor to ask. If you know people who love to travel and hear about new places, we ask that you share our podcast with your friends. We'd greatly appreciate it. Just grab a link to our show or website, email it, text it, however you communicate with your friends. We put a lot of time into creating this travel content and would like to reach as many travel-minded people as possible. So go ahead, hit the share button. The more people we can reach, the more travel adventures we can inspire, and we are grateful for that. And with that, let's get started. If you travel outside the country, ensuring you have a valid passport is an absolute priority. You may need this document at the time that you're actually booking your flight, which is going to be hopefully months prior to you leaving for your trip. We have uh, recently encountered this situation ourselves when we were booking the flight and we had to enter the passport information while we were booking the flight. We were all good because we have ours always kind of ready to go. We, we yeah, pay attention because yeah. we want to be able to go on a minute's notice. If you don't have a passport, however, give yourself plenty of time. And I mean plenty of time. At least three months. I would give even more time than that to obtain your passport. Now, from what we're hearing, Applying for a passport, the time it takes to actually receive it back is getting longer and longer. At least in the United States. That's in the United States. But if you have less time than that, at least that three-month period to arrange for your passport, there are some services that you can get that expedite getting your passport in just a few days. 
We had one of these many, many years ago, but it does cost. It costs quite a bit of money. It's also a bit of a stressor, right? Because yeah. there's a lot of things you have to put together in a short amount of time. And when we did ours, and this is a long time ago, but you know, we were crossing our fingers that the passport was going to come in on time. Right. And it came in one postal day before our trip. So yes. it was, we were biting our nails. Yes, yeah, we were to, biting our nails. As a matter of fact, it was actually my passport and I really didn't know if I was going to be able to travel with uh, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So our recommendation is that you try not to wait as close as we did on that trip to get and arrange for a passport before your planned trip. If you have a passport, however, never assume that it's valid. A lot of times people tuck away their passport somewhere in a drawer, a safe, wherever you're going to put your passport, and you tend to forget about it. A trip will come up. And if you don't pull that passport to make sure that it's still valid, you might have one of those very rushed, rushed experiences that we had. A passport can be valid for 10 years. That makes it easy to believe your passport is still good, but you don't want that surprise when you open up your passport and see that you are up for renewal. Many countries require that your passport expiration is at least six months after the date you plan to leave the destination country. So, as an example, let's say you want to travel somewhere next July and your passport expires just a couple of months later in September. Authorities might deny you entry into a country if your passport has less than six months of validity on that same passport. Something to be aware of. In addition to having a valid passport, be sure to check that you have free pages left in your passport if they are offering those exciting immigration stamps yeah. in your destination country. So next, you're going to want to check if the destination country where you're traveling to requires a valid visa. United States and United Kingdom passport holders can travel to many countries without a visa. In fact, I think you and I, we still have yet to come up to have a visa mm -hmm. requirement in advance. That so has not I'm, come up for us I'm, yet. I'm sure that's going to happen someday. And in some cases, you can obtain a visa upon arrival, but it's always best to do your homework on visas before your trip and prepare as the destination country requires. If you need a visa, be prepared to wait at least a month, if not more, and be sure that the visa you obtain is going to be valid for the time of your stay. All right, let's talk about driver's license. If you plan to drive outside your home country, you'll want to arrange for an international driving permit. For United States drivers, permits are available through the American Automobile Association. The international driving permit is typically valid for one year and re requires an annual renewal. You'll have a link in the show notes to help you determine which countries need the IDP or the international driving permit. Something else that might come up is vaccinations. So over the past few years, we've become accustomed to understanding that many places require COVID vaccination proof. In addition to COVID though, certain countries also require immunization against specific diseases. The most common on the list are vaccinations against yellow fever, malaria, meningococcal disease, and polio. 
So those would be the most common on the list. There are others depending on the country of origin. So you want to know what those vaccinations are before you get there, or they will deny you entry. Certain vaccines are required within a few weeks of your arrival. And if you need multiple shots with a few days in between, you'll want to schedule these accordingly. Keep records of your vaccinations and be prepared to show an official international certificate of vaccination, also known as the yellow health card when traveling. And you can learn about these vaccination requirements. All you need to do is visit the CDC website. Now on to the fun part, planning your itinerary. Once you've selected where you want to go, you need to plan for what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. So a few things you want to think about, the length of your trip. And our motto is, and this does depend on your personal schedule, work schedule, but if you're going to pay money for a flight, and some flights can cost a lot of money, get as much time as you can from that investment. We, over the past probably 10 years, we've been trying to do, when we travel overseas, at minimum three-week trips, if not longer. Mm -hmm. Think about what are the must-see locations that you want to see at your destination. And then check if the places you want to visit are open on the days you plan to visit. For example, in Europe, it's common for many museums to be closed on Mondays. So do look at as you start to map things out, what day do you plan to do certain things and then check the websites for those places and make sure they're going to be open on the days you plan to be there. We've mentioned it on the podcast many times before, but some of the most common sources that we use to research destination places are TripAdvisor and for off the beaten path places, Atlas Obscura is a great website as well. So we again recommend those highly. If you enjoy prepackaged tours, companies like Viator and Get Your Guide are great sources to book structured experiences. If traveling over multiple time zones, we recommend to plan a light schedule for your first day so you have some more time to acclimate. One of the things we also do is we check crime statistics for the areas that we're going to consider visiting, and this can help decide if you want to go to a place in the current environment or where you may wish to stay or avoid staying. And U.S. citizens can register with the State Department's Smart Travel Enrollment Program, or STEP, which we did on our recent trip. It's a free program that provides safety updates and puts you in contact with local embassies and consulates in case of an emergency. Very important. So continuing our itinerary planning... A good idea is to plan only a few things a day. You have to leave time for travel from one destination to another and plan a buffer time for unforeseen circumstances. Buy advanced tickets for popular attractions or you may miss them. There are many comments on different sites of travelers that recommend events and or places that are very popular that will recommend that, you know, don't wait till you get there. Get those tickets before you get there. As an example, if you want to see the famous statue of David, if you're going to Florence, that's one where you absolutely want to have your advance tickets. That's right. As we, we never saw them. Yes. Another great thing is that many of our destinations and big cities, they offer these city passes. 
and they provide discounts and attractions and transportation to the places all throughout the city. Mm-hmm. And those are great. Those were, we've used those and they're fantastic. Yeah, good values. Yep. Another great tip is to email a copy of your itinerary to yourself, but also to a loved one. And that keeps this loved one informed about where you may be in the case of an emergency in that country, and they just want to know, are you safe? And also, it just helps you to know what your next step is. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. So it's a good idea to have backup copies of essential travel documents. Your phone is one place to keep such copies, such as photos, images, or PDF documents. Consider adding copies of your passport pages, visa, personal identification, travel itinerary, airline and transportation info. You might even throw in a copy of your birth certificate. Depending on where you're going. Yeah, and tickets purchased for tours and events. You know, this last trip that we did, which we're going to talk to you all about in in the weeks and months ahead, we had just about everything that we needed right on the smartphone. So that just made it really easy. I put everything in Google Docs, and it was always there just at the touch of a button. So using a cloud service like Google Docs or Dropbox, those are great ways to uh, have the information that you need at your fingertips. And you also may want to think about getting Google offline maps preloaded on your phone. That way when you're traveling and if you don't have an internet connection, you may have an option to uh, pull up your map and see where it is that you're going to. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about finances while you're traveling. A good idea would be to check your points from your credit card and travel companies. Example would be Expedia, the airlines that you travel with, and the hotels that you're uh, booking. We use points from our credit card to pay for our two-week European cruise, and it paid for it fully. Yeah. So a little bit of an anomaly, but when you have a credit card where you haven't touched the points in decades. Yeah, that's the way that happens. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, there may be people out there who, you know, have the points accumulating and, you know, maybe some people like us, you just let them build and build and build. Someday you want to use them. And one of the ways you can use your points is on great travel adventures. Oh, and this was on our last trip. This was fantastic because now in these days, you don't necessarily need the currency of the country where you're going. We just did one month in Europe, and we paid over 90% of our expenses by clicking Apple Pay on our cell phones, and it worked out fantastic. This was the first trip we ever had where we didn't arrange to have either money in advance in the foreign currencies or, you know, run down to an ATM. Everything was just, you pull out the phone, double click, and it was the easiest experience we've ever had paying for things phenomenal. It was great. It was awesome. A great tip though is to call your credit card company and advise them that you are going on a trip and when you're going. We had issues with that in previous trips that caused us great stress actually. Yeah, we we had one credit card with uh, the credit union of the company where I worked where it was like the second we got out of the country, their systems flagged that there was something unusual. And they put a stop Yep. On the credit card. And so, you know, that company, their process was you have to let them know in advance when you're going, where you're going to be, when you're going to return. And like this last trip, I think we had three credit cards available. I contacted every single company 
and every financial company had a different system. Mm-hmm. You know, one was what I just described. To the other extreme, I think like Chase, Sapphire, Preferred, they said, you don't have to tell us. You're good to go anytime, anywhere. Right. Yeah. And there's also other benefits that can be offered from your credit card when you travel. So you mentioned the Chase Sapphire credit card, and that offers travelers many benefits. For instance, your card may offer travel insurance. There's fee waivers for ATM transactions. There's rental car coverage, and there's way more than that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a good thing to check with your credit card company to see what they offer for travelers. Before you leave... Speaking of finances, think about any upcoming bills that you need to pay for and pay for those in advance. There's nothing worse than coming home to a past due bill. Yep. All right. Moving on to travel insurance. If you're making a significant investment in a trip and if there is any chance that something can disrupt your plans, consider travel insurance. Julie, so you mentioned that some credit card companies offer this. So if you have that benefit, fantastic. And if you're using a travel agent, you may want to double check to see if they've added travel insurance to your trip before you book your own. We have used World Nomads and we'll have a link to them in the show notes. And it's just that extra, I think, peace of mind also to know that If something happens back home, medical emergency, we're in a situation where we have things back here that could have pulled us away at a moment's notice. So we wanted to make sure that if that was to happen, we didn't completely lose everything that we put into our trip. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the airlines. When booking your flight, check to see if there's any points available that will save you money and that you could use through the airlines. And don't forget to select seats shortly after you book your flight. Otherwise, you might not get to sit where you really want to sit. Check the airline website for your reservation before your trip. On our recent Europe trip, we received no communication from the airlines. Being who we are, or actually being who Art is, he randomly started accessing the reservations and he came across quite a few documentation requirements that were still not done before our travels. So you were able to catch that before we left on our trip. Yeah. You don't assume that every company is going to tell you exactly what's needed in advance because as this last experience, that that didn't happen. So transportation. One of the things we always try to think about when we plan our trips is we want to have an understanding of once we get to the airport, How are we going to get from there to the hotel? And especially when we go to Europe, we we try to always rely on public transportation. So I'm always looking at from the airport, is there a train that's available to get us from the airport to the hotel? And from the train station, is it easy, especially if you have a lot of luggage, to get yourself from the train station to the hotel? So, you know, I try to look at how long are we going to have to walk if we do have to walk? What does the transportation system look like? So those are things you want to have a sense of in advance versus, you know, landing someplace and then scrambling for how do I get myself from point A to point B. It's also a way, if you think about this stuff in advance, you may save yourself on otherwise very expensive taxi rides if you haven't thought about proximity. It depends on your budget. Yeah. I mean, for for some people, that's not an issue because their budget is large enough. They don't have to worry about it. But we kind of try to be careful with that part of our planning. And there's 
Travel websites that help in this kind of planning, the one that I've used a lot is called Rio to Rome, and it's a great tool to learn about what are the route options in other parts of the world. And if you want to get from one place to another, what does it look like on a train, a subway, other kinds of transportation, it'll tell you the time required, the cost involved, another great pre-planning tool for transportation. And we will put that website in our show notes Rio to Rome. For hotels, so lots of different ways to go about looking for where you're going to stay. What I usually try to do when I'm making reservations is I'll go to Expedia and I use my filters. So one of my big things is I am concerned about what the quality is of a place. There are certain kind of environments I just don't want to sleep in. So I'm usually filtering for 8.5 or better. They have a scale of 10. So I'm looking for places that have high ratings. And then the next thing I look at is how close is the place that we're thinking about staying at to the things that we're going to be doing. So, you know, I want to minimize how much time we're going to spend traveling from a hotel to the things that we're going to do. So my two filters that I'm using, number one is quality of the hotel. The second thing is proximity. And I guess if there is a third thing, it's going to be cost. So I'm not going to be paying five, $600 a night for a hotel if there's something reasonable, good quality for a third or a quarter of the cost. And the other thing that can come into play is, you, Julie, I think a couple of times you've mentioned points. Points can also help pay for your hotel. And on our most recent trip, we used our new-to-us Chase Sapphire credit card points, and that covered five nights in London. Amazing. Yeah. Let's talk about packing, something that's in my wheelhouse. So the easiest way to pack is obviously thinking about the time you're going to be away and making a list of the essentials, only the essentials items that you need in that time period. So you take an inventory of what you have well in advance of your trip. Give yourself time to purchase things that you need and you don't have. Yeah, you don't want to wait till the last minute to find out, whoops, I should have bought this and that, and then you don't have time for Amazon to get to your door. You don't have time for Amazon to get to your door, and a lot of times if you have to purchase quick items, you may not be able to find them. Right. Or they're very pricey. So give yourself some time. A few things that proved to be helpful to us was we had purchased some compression socks for the plane ride. I had a terrible experience once on an international flight, and I just didn't want to experience that again because I knew we had a long 11-hour flight. So we had got some compression socks to try to keep the blood circulating a little bit better while we were on the plane. Hiking and traveling pants, those are so wonderful because they have lots of pockets. So you want to look for something that does have lots of pockets. We carry a lot of stuff with us, and it's just helpful to be able to shove it in a pocket so you don't lose it, put it down, walk away from it. The other nice thing about the travel pants, like the ones that we have, is they're made for different kind of weather. And our last trip, we experienced so much rain. And as an example, you'd be better off not wearing jeans, or yeah, pants jeans like get that. heavy yeah. and they don't take a long time to dry. Yeah. Hiking pants and the material that they use are quick drying. They're breathable. They're good for warmer weather. They're good for rain. Mm-hmm. They're, I mean, they're just good for all kinds of weather. A big thing, a huge thing is actually walking shoes. 
You want them to work well when you're walking on cobblestones, which is all over Europe, especially in the old cities. So know your terrain, know what you're walking in and wear the appropriate shoes. We had to go out and purchase uh, new TSA locks because we had some, but they seem to have disappeared. Couldn't find them. Yeah, so we had to go out and buy another one of those. So keep those available in your luggage somewhere so you don't have those moments where you're like, darn, where is that? And then go have to run out and go get another one. Yeah, and the other thing is you may want to have some extras because you may be thinking, hey, there's a couple of bags I don't need them for because I'm going to take these bags with me on the plane. And we've bumped into this so mm-hmm. many times where you know, we approach the gate and they tell us, hey, no more room on the plane. So mm-hmm. that baggage is going to go down below in the aircraft and yeah. it's whisked away. And if you have something valuable in there. Yeah, like jewelry. Yeah. I and, got really nervous. That actually happened to us. Yeah on this last trip and I had very, very expensive jewelry in the in the suitcase and I just had to let it go. I was just like, okay. Yeah. One of the best things I've ever discovered for travel, I love it when you're packing are travel cubes. They are so great for organizing your space. They're a great way to get a lot of clothing into a very, very small place. So they're wonderful. I highly recommend those. When you're planning your trip, you might want to go to Google in advance and check out what's the average temperature for the place that you're visiting during the time of your vacation. So for example, don't assume it's going to be warm in your destination just because it's summer. We've experienced cool weather and lots of rain on summer trips we've taken to Alaska, Montana, and most recently European countries in the Baltics and Scandinavia. Lots of rain, cold weather, kind of experience where dressing like we normally would in Southern California on a hot summer day just wasn't going to work. So you want to prepare your clothing for your destination, which may be very different from where you're used to living. Let's talk about how to plan for medical when you're traveling internationally. You need to know how to handle medical situations in another country. So check your insurance your own medical insurance provider, to understand how to cover situations that arise out of being in another country. Every medical insurance will have a different process, and it is absolutely vital for you to check with them and see if there's something that just absolutely will not be covered and you can avoid a huge medical cost. Your medications ensure you have enough for the trip. And have a copy listed of every medication that you take. Yeah, we've known people who've been stranded in remote locations, things that have just happened. And if you're that person and if you're on medication, you're going to want to know. You want to know. And there's actually people that can't remember. They might remember the name of the medication, but they can't remember the dosage. That would be me. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's really good to have that list available for you. Um, in case you need to somehow get a hold of more medication. There's a lot of walking in Europe, a lot. And if you're going to be doing a lot of walking, we find having moleskin available for those darn irritations and blisters that show up as you're walking. There, it's, It helps tremendously for that. Carry your medication with you when you're traveling. So when you get on that airplane, do not put it in the check-in because if that luggage gets lost, you now have no medication. 
So really important for you to carry it with you, whether it's the purse you're carrying or the carry-on luggage that you have. I actually put it, I had a bag that um, I would take as a very large bag. It was, I used it as a purse and I would put the medication in there. So I made sure I had it with me all the time. If you're under special care or receiving special treatment, carry copies of your medical records in case you need attention while traveling. So whatever physician is treating you will know how to treat you. Next topic, a a few items in the communication category. So if you're going to a different country, language, you may want to learn some basic phrases. There's lots of resources out there. One kind of fun one is Duolingo, but lots of different ways you can learn a few things and uh, whatever the essentials are, how do you get to the bathroom is always a good one to know. So getting those phrases in place can be helpful. Emergency contact listings. We recommend have phone numbers available and not just on your phone, which can get lost or stolen, for any entities that you may need to call in the event of an emergency. Have contact information for financial institutions, travel agents, and hotels. Cell phones. You may need to add an international service to your phone. This is what we had to do because it's not part of our standard program that we have. So that's going to be something you want to check out in advance. I think for us on our most recent trip, it was $100 a month that we had to pay for the international coverage. Some people rely on just having Wi-Fi only and keeping in contact with people that way. We have a whole lot of situations that we need to be able, we have communication access back home. It was basically vital that we had a way to communicate with people via Mm -hmm. the the phone. So. Don't assume once you get overseas that your phone's going to work. You do want to check that out in advance. VPN is also something that you may want to invest in for your phone. There are some websites and social media apps that are blocked in certain countries. Having a VPN can help you get around that. Also, a VPN can help keep your information protected when you're online. And if you're traveling with a smartphone, which most people do, you know, look at the various apps that are out there that could be beneficial for you when you're traveling. It could be um, things along the lines of we have Uber in the United States. There's apps that are similar to that, but different in other parts of the world. So see what's used in other parts of the world. And if you don't have the right app that's popular where you're going to, download that on your phone before your trip. A few things to consider in other technology is on your plane ride having noise-canceling headphones. It's helpful, especially if you're trying to rest, to try to mitigate the noise on a flight. Battery packs. If you think you're going to need to charge up your phone and you're not near a outlet somewhere, those are great to kind of charge up your phone or other technology with. And electric adapters for the country that you're visiting. So we have several times um, purchased those. So we have several of them for different countries. And we had to go through all of those and figure out where were we going and what kind of adapters that that country uses. Very well, helpful. We probably used three different types of connections on our most recent trip. Yep. So. And one of the last things you're going to want to do is prepare your house before leaving. And we have lots of recommendations about that topic, which you can find on episode 98, where we talked extensively about that. We also have a blog post for ideas on that topic. We'll have a link for that as well. And just a few 
Additional final notes, jet lag. If you're traveling to a whole nother side of the world, your sleep schedule, wake schedule is going to be greatly disrupted. I recommend, and Julie, I don't know if you're on board with me or not, but I always try to adjust my sleep schedule up to about two weeks before leaving. I just find that that helps me have a better time when I land in a new destination and it's a lot easier to acclimate. Yes, but your scheduling is something that's a little hard for me to do. But I try and uh, it does help. Yes, because usually we're day one, we're on the ground running and you're welcome. (laughs) A great thing is be flexible and have a positive and open mindset. The longer you're away, the more likely not everything will go 100% as planned. Be prepared to go with the flow, which is our motto, and mindset matters. Traveling overseas can be exciting, and there's lots of things to think about and do. So do your homework in advance, plan in advance, give yourself time to unload the stresses as you get closer to your adventure. And that's uh, kind of a roundup of a lot of things to think about before you travel overseas. We'll have links to many of the things that we spoke about in the show notes, and in the coming days, we will have a recap of all of the things we spoke about as well, plus more on the blog. So you'll want to visit that if you want to revisit any of this information in the future. If you're not subscribing to us yet, take a minute to subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite source for podcasts and catch up with any future episodes. We hope you join us on our next episode as we bring you stories from our travel adventures. Thanks for joining us on this podcast. Until next time, happy travels, and we hope to see you at the places where we go. If you have any comments or information to share with us about travel, you can write to us at comments at theplaceswherewego.com. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Instagram as The Places Where We Go. You can find us on Twitter as The Places Where One, the number one. And you can watch our travel adventures on YouTube, where our channel name is The Places Where We Go. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you at The Places Where We Go. See you next time. Bye now.